You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a good week. Welcome to episode 72, people. Okay, so today's real crime story is about 27-year-old Lori Soares of Salt Lake City, Utah. She married Mark Hacking on August 7, 1999 in Bountiful, Utah. Her husband planned to specialize in oncology in medical school at the University of North Carolina. July 19, 2004, at 10.07 a.m., Mark calls the police to report Lori missing. Her car was found parked in Memory Grove. Detectives speak to Mark. He tells detectives that Lori went to Memory Grove that morning to go jogging. He said she would normally go to work after she finished jogging, but she never showed up for work that morning. Apparently, there were some homeless people living in the canyon in Memory Grove, and they thought maybe a homeless guy could have taken her while she was jogging. A search party was put together. Apparently, she was pregnant when she went missing. On July 19, 2004, at 1.30 p.m., Lori Soares has been missing for three and a half hours. The detectives and Mark go back to his apartment. So Taylor and I go up to the apartment where Mark and Lori live. When we walked into the front room, there are boxes, because he had said he, they're moving, he's going to be going to med school. And on one of the side tables right there is a red purse. That's Lori's purse. Women don't go places without their purses. Mark has said she's driven to Memory Grove to go running, didn't take her purse, didn't take her wallet. She didn't take her purse or her wallet? And also on the counter, there's a big vase full of flowers. There are two types of flowers that men give their wives. They have the honey, I was thinking about you and grabbed them from Smith's. It's a small little bouquet of carnations or such. And then there are, I screwed up and you're mad at me flowers. And in this vase are those kind of flowers. They're expensive flowers, huge bouquet. So I know at that point, there is something wrong in this marriage. When you walk straight into the bathroom, the bathtub is immaculate, spotless, and it smells like bleach. The detectives go into the bedroom and notice there's new sheets on the bed. They can tell the sheets are straight from the package and they haven't been washed and the bed was just made. Also, Lori's wedding ring was in her jewelry box. Looks like there was trouble in paradise. Detectives decide to bring Mark down to the station for questioning. He tells police that they didn't have any marital problems. They ask him what he's going to take in med school. And he tells them oncology. But he couldn't spell oncology. If that's what you're interested in, you should at least know how to spell it. It seemed like he was trying to cry, but he couldn't. Something just didn't seem right. Like there was something he wasn't telling them. They conducted a massive search. Detectives ask Mark if they can look through his red truck. On the front seat of his truck, there's yellow pages. 
and there's a receipt underneath for a local mattress company. The date on the receipt is the date Lori went missing. July 19, 2004 at 5.30 p.m. Lori has been missing for seven and a half hours. Detective Kelly Kent believes Mark killed his wife. They go to Mark's apartment with the consent to search and he signs it. They notice the mattress is brand new and the box spring isn't as they're two different colors. They found a hunting knife in Mark's nightstand and there was a little blood on it and a bloody fingerprint. He tells them that he used it to go hunting. As the detectives are leaving, they notice a dumpster in the parking lot at the back of the building and there's a package for new sheets, two pillows and a packaging for a mattress and there's nothing else in the dumpster. That is it. Detectives ask Mark when the dumpster gets empty and he tells them that grid gets empty on Mondays. Most people know when it's garbage day, but most people don't know when the grid gets emptied. So the detectives believe that Mark dumped Lori's body in the dumpster. So the detectives talk to the sergeant and tells him that the dump needs to be shut down. Then the sergeant is smoking a cigarette behind the LDS church and sees another dumpster and finds a mattress in it. So he decides to shut down the dump. Suddenly, the detectives get a call that Mark is at a hotel running around naked. See, Mark wanted the police to take him for a mental health evaluation. One of Mark's brothers picks him up and takes him to the University of Utah to be treated for his mental health episode. The next day, detectives go and talk to Mark. They find out that the University of North Carolina School of Medicine has no record of Mark Hacking applying for enrollment. They have never heard of him. So now, Mark is a prime suspect. July 20th, 2004, at 11.30 a.m., Lori Soares has been missing for more than 25 hours. The clerk at the store, located a block and a half away from Mark and Lori's apartment, calls the detective and tells them that they have video of Mark and Lori at the store the night before Lori went missing, which was July 18, 2004, at approximately 9.45 p.m. I was working a Sunday night when Mark Hacking came in with his wife. This was between, I think, 9 and 10. Him and his wife came in and bought a soda. Before they were finished, he turned around and told me, don't tell my wife I smoke because he's been in the store in the past buying cigarettes and he didn't want her to know. Mark's brothers have a conversation with the detective and she tells them why she thinks Mark killed his wife. So they go and talk to Mark and he confesses to killing her. During the search, they found a note to Mark from Lori. It basically said that she can't stay with him anymore. She found out about all the lies and she's done. They were packing to move to North Carolina for Mark to go to school and Lori found out Mark was never enrolled. After she confronted him with the truth, they argued. Police learn that she confronted Mark about his lies the night before she went missing. Mark told his brothers that he put her body in the dumpster. They searched the landfill for more than a month and then October 1st, 2004, at 8.20 a.m., they find Lori's remains. August 2nd, 2004, 
Mark Hacking is arrested on suspicion of aggravated murder of his wife, Lori. He killed his wife while she was sleeping. He shot her in the head with a rifle. August 9, 2004, Mark Hacking is charged with first-degree murder. And on April 14, 2005, he pleads guilty to the murder in exchange for dropping other charges. Mark is sentenced to six years to life in prison. His first parole hearing is scheduled for August 2034. I mean, lying that much must be exhausting because you have to lie to cover up the next lie and then lie again to cover up that lie and then you're just constantly lying. <laughs> I mean, it was all bound to fall apart eventually. You know, she confronted him and then he killed her. I mean, if you're married and your husband, you, fight, you catch him in lies, you're going to talk about it. You're going to ask him about it. And when she did that, he's like, well, now you have to die. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. And if you are a true crime addict like me, check out my store, crystalkiss.com. That's crystal with a K for some murder merch. Start killing it with Crystal Kiss murder merch. Also, check out my YouTube channel, Crystal Kiss. For more real crime stories. And check out my other YouTube channel, Wendy Boo, where I like to play games with my children. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening. Bye.